Hello, and welcome to our second segment of Word of Mouth, a radio program in which we look at people living evangelization in the workplace and just seeing how they're transforming their communities and making a positive impact for the sake of the gospel. My name is Michael Horn. I'm the host of this segment, and we have a wonderful guest with us today, Charlie Harris. Charlie, how's it going? It's going good. Good. Thank you so much for being with me today, and I'm looking forward to talking about your evangelization efforts and your story and just everything about you. No, not everything, but just some good things to learn about you and your work and the beautiful work of evangelization that you do in your own job. And so as we begin the segment today, we're just going to talk a little bit about your personal story. And so first thing I'd like to ask is just what has your faith journey been like thus far in your life? And how have you encountered the Lord in vivid ways in your own life? Yeah, no, I'll I'll just keep it right to like encountering evangelization in my own life and just like what it was like when I was growing up and I guess how I myself was evangelized. I mean, I attribute it to very, very common sources. I think a lot of people attribute their faith life to is the priests in my life as well as my family. I'll say that, you know, even though those are probably common for a lot of people with their faith, mine were very dynamically involved in my life. For instance, the priests that I knew growing up were just really cool role models for me. And my dad always like kept telling me, you know, hey, if you're looking for models of faith, you know, look to these guys. So I knew various pastors through my parish, St. Clair of Assisi. And then I was involved as a kid in Kenrick Lennon days. If you've never heard of it before, it's, it's a summer camp that is for grade schoolers and high schoolers to try to discern priesthood, but also just have fun. Mostly I was there for the fun part. And I got to meet a bunch of priests and seminarians who were just really excited about their faith and were excited about sharing that with other young men. And then also just having fun and not really like, they weren't too much in the face of like, yeah, you should probably come into the seminary. Now they were just like, you know, there to have fun and really kind of be excited about sharing their faith. So that was really good. But then my family, like they are they're like super Catholic. Like, let me tell you, they're German, Irish on both sides, very, very much German in their organization. For instance, my dad's side of the family, we're the Vaterats, and we have an annual family picnic. And oh my gosh, there's like upwards to 200 people there every every year. You know, it can, it can get kind of crazy. And we would always start off our family picnic, and we would gather in some park or out at a family farm at 10 o'clock, sometimes 10.30 because Vaterats are late. It would always start off with a family mass, and uh, we would have a guest priest there. And so I grew up kind of in that context, like family and faith, family and faith. Those kind of two went hand in hand, and people, you know, that association for me was just that you can have a full life in every part of your life, you know, from the workplace to the family, house to to church, and, and faith was all kind of just bringing it all together. They weren't separate. That was a great, terrific witness to me. And that was part of the reason why I grew up with such a strong faith. Awesome. That's a very healthy environment. Seems very cool. And you also said you got involved serving Mass when we talked talked before a little bit about the interview. Is that, that right? Can you talk a little bit about your just experience in church? Yeah, I remember just always wanting to like, you know, be up on, on around the altar as a kid. It's always just something fun. It's like, you know, hey, look at me. But, you know, it was it was good, too, to also learn about, like, all the different moves and, and you know, what what's cool about being a server is, like, you get to have an inside view as to, like, everything that the priest is doing right up there. And so, you know, that was that was kind of cool as a kid. And even, even into high school, always being involved in retreats and youth ministry, my youth group at my parish, as well as the campus ministry at Chaminade, the high school I went to. So, awesome. Yeah. So thanks, Charlie. And just in faith journey growing up, could you describe one encounter that you had with the Lord that spoke to you? 
so I think my the strongest impression, like I like I said, I always had like a very strong faith, but you know, I kind of wavered there in high school, and I think that's what a lot of people go through. But I think the thing that brought me back was in my senior year, or uh, excuse me, in my junior year of high school, I was kind of like really down in the pits. I actually walked into our high school's campus ministry for the very first time. You know, I'm a really, I was a really, you know, religious kid going to youth ministry since I was, you know, young in grade school, but I had never been in our campus ministry before. And the only reason I went there that one day was because I heard they had couches and you could take naps there. So, you know, right after lunch, I finished lunch early and I just wanted to kind of like lay down before class started. And as soon as I walk in there, the campus minister, Mike Throw, who I had never talked to before that time, he says, Charlie, come into my office and call me into his office. He's like, how would you like to do Kairos? And Kairos was a senior retreat, and I, I, I didn't even know anything about it. And I was just like, okay. All I knew about it was that it was a week long, and that meant a week off school. And I, I went on that, and that was that was the experience that actually like kind of turned my whole life around, and and kind of you know really kind of set my my thoughts straight, helped me connect to my classmates in a really deep way, and a lot of them I'm still really good friends with to this day, and also kind of jettisoned my vocation into uh, to discerning the call to the priesthood for a little bit. I, I was in the seminary for six and a half years. That was all because of that one retreat at Chaminade. That's beautiful. Thanks for sharing that, Charlie. Yeah, it seems like one of the things that I hear most from the high school teens that I minister to today and also in my own life, what you mentioned, Kairos, the power of that retreat is just very powerful for a lot of people. They experience the Lord in a different way. They experience their brothers in a different way. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. So thanks for talking about that. Another thing, we would just like to know what exactly you do, where where do you work and, and what your job is? Yeah, so right now I'm a web developer at Worldwide Technology, a not-so-small company here in St. Louis, and it's a great experience. I started working there about three years ago when another gentleman I grew up with from St. Clair of Assisi Parish, Mike McBride, kind of saw what I was doing on the side. I was I was building websites for a small nonprofit marketing company here in town, and he said I could definitely kind of help out doing bigger app development web applications and and just software development for worldwide technology. And I've been there ever since working in IT and it's a lot of fun. You know, I I, I do a lot of just basic web code, uh, web design, and whatever you would do on a browser. I mean, so, and I, I even build a few websites on the side. I've built for two different Catholic churches here in town, St. Cecilia and for St. Elizabeth, mother of John the Baptist up in North City. And those have been really great insights. And then I've also done a handful of wedding websites for some of my friends, you know, just as little gifts. So yeah, it's been awesome being a web developer. This is super cool. I'm so jealous that I don't have this gift. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's so cool. So as a web developer, what do you think is your mission? You know, I think my mission is to leverage technology for spreading the Word of God. When I was in the seminary, I had a wonderful teacher named Dr. Uh, Sebastian Mafood, and he taught a class about technology in the church. And I always kind of remark that, you know, here the church is institution that helped kickstart the age of navigation back in the 15th century. And sometimes we're kind of behind in today's world. And I knew I had a knack for technology. I knew I had a gift for that. And I always wondered, like, what can I do for that in today's world? And I really think that there's a place for software developers who have a very strong faith. In fact, the guy I credit to getting into this field is a very strong Catholic and also another former seminarian, Jeff Gearling. He was very instrumental in encouraging me to be a web developer, and he continues to be a very talented presence in the industry, but also very strong in his faith. And and there's a lot of us out there like that. And, and, you know, it's really cool to see. I think being in the web technology, in the industry, 
gives a lot of leverage for mobility and for building up a, a strong, healthy career uh, while also being true to yourself. So, you know, it's a really healthy environment to work in. It's a beautiful balance. Thank you very much. And so as we look at your mission as a web developer, that beautiful goal just to leverage technology to build the kingdom of God, to spread the gospel to other people, what would you say are the main challenges and the main blessings of your work as a web developer? Yeah, I'll, I'll start with the blessings because there's, there's quite a few. I mean, being a web developer is a really exciting career and in industry at this point. It's the, it's kind of the, the burgeoning industry right now. And there's a lot of ways to easily stay on the cutting edge of the technology with the Internet and with the open community that being a web developer really lends itself to. And so I think there's so many blessings with that. It really helps you kind of appreciate being in a new middle class of America. I think that's that's definitely like the best thing I can really say to summarize what, what it means to and how blessed it is to be working as a employed web developer. I'll say the challenges is that, you know, the pace of the industry can get kind of hectic. And so finding the right business ideas to work on and the right group of people to work with is sometimes a challenge that I think a lot of software developers face. And I think that's true for any field, really. But I, I think that you, you want to be able to maintain a work-life balance without kind of overdoing it. And it's pretty easy when all your work is on a laptop and all you need is a lap, uh, internet connection. It's, it's pretty easy to just kind of take your, home, your work home with you keep doing stuff on the side instead of really balancing out your time at home with family and some things that can better just personally spend your time with. So, yeah. Yeah, you bring up a really good point, just balancing work and home life and, and just priorities in life, relationship with God, relationship with your spouse, etc. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that. I think that's something that we all need to hear just to continue to pray about and think about in our own lives, our balance of work and, and leisure and, and time for those important things in our lives. Finally, just as we conclude our little segment on your personal journey of faith and in your personal testimony, how would you define evangelization in your own words? I think Pope John Paul II really summed it up best when he said, be not afraid. And how I've understood that with evangelization is not to be afraid of who you are. God created you and your personality in order to have his grace in life shine through you. And so I've always understood that, you know, I'm the best possible person when I'm just being myself and I'm not trying to put on any veneer or try to be somebody that I'm not. And that means not taking myself seriously and not taking other people too seriously. It also means with evangelization, forming true communities with people around you. And I've never, I've never felt like I had to go too far out of my way to find uh, great people to be around, great friends, great coworkers, great acquaintances. And I think that's all because, you know, you don't have to you don't have to look too far when you're just true to yourself. You know, the people around you will always gravitate towards the truth and towards being real. And that's very important is, you know, stick to the community that you were you come from and find people there instead of having to go uh, too far elsewhere in order to really form a strong community. And evangelization takes place there, not somewhere else, not somewhere where you have to go and, and make some big change somewhere else in your own life. It's really about where you are rooted right now, where God's calling you to. Mm -hmm. Excellent point. Again, yeah, just thinking about how we can make a difference in the communities that we belong to right now, in our own work, in the places that we live, just the situations that we find ourselves day to day right now and right here. Just to follow up on that, I think St. Catherine of Siena has a great quote that a lot of people know about just us as individuals. She said, if if you are who God called you to be, you will set the world on fire. If you, if you are who you're supposed to be in life, as individual, as 
unique as you as you are, like you said. You don't have to be somebody that you're not. Just who God that who God called you as an individual to be that will set the world on fire. So that's beautiful. And so that's that's Charlie's personal testimony. And now, just to transition into a brief period of catechesis, just looking at Charlie's story, I was struck just by the importance of community and also just the power of the laity in the workplace in the temporal world in which we live today. And so I'm just going to share some quotes from Scripture and some some quotes uh, from Paul VI as well, from Lumen Gentium, just to reflect on the role of the laity in their jobs from day to day, and also just the beauty of establishing community in the workplace, forming relationships in the workplace, spreading the gospel to the people that we encounter on a day-to-day basis. From Scripture and our own experience, it is evident that community is important for our human flourishing and our relationship with God. Charlie mentioned the power of the community and also the power of his workplace, the friends that he has there, and how he ministers to them by his example, by his words, by his actions, and his work as a web developer. Some Scripture verses that can help us recognize the power of community in our lives. First, Hebrews 10, 24-26. The author writes, And let us consider how to provoke one another to love and good deeds, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. From Matthew 18, 20, Jesus says, For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. Then finally from Acts 2, 44-47, it reads, All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Another psalm that I think of that's somewhat comical to some people is Psalm 133. It reads, with community, it focuses on how good and pleasant it is when when brothers live together in community and in common. And it talks about it's like oil running down the beard, running down the beard of Aaron, and just how beautiful it is when, when brothers and sisters live together in community and share their gifts with one another and share the gospel with one another. So that's another beautiful passage from the Old Testament. just reminds us of the power of community in our lives and our interpersonality within our, our human community and the desire that we have for relationship, the desire for community, and the power of it, how it builds us up and strengthens us. And then from Paul VI's Dogmatic Constitution on the Church, Illumin Gentium, paragraph 31, he writes, But the laity, by their very vocation, seek the kingdom of God by engaging in temporal affairs and by ordering them according to the plan of God. They live in the world, that is, in each and in all the secular professions and occupations. They live in the ordinary circumstances of family and social life, from which the very web of their existence is woven. They are called there by God, that by exercising their proper function and led by the spirit of the gospel, they may work for the sanctification of the world from within as a leaven. In this way, they may make Christ known to others, especially by the testimony of a life resplendent in faith, hope, and charity. Therefore, since they are tightly bound up in all types of temporal affairs, it is their special task to order and to throw light upon these affairs in such a way that they may come into being and then continually increase according to Christ, to the praise of the Creator and the Redeemer. And then from paragraph 33 of the same document, Lumen Gentium, he wrote, 
Now the laity are called in a special way to make the church present and operative in those places and circumstances where only through them can it become the salt of the earth. Thus every layman, in virtue of the very gifts bestowed upon him, is at the same time a witness and a living instrument of the mission of the church itself, according to the measure of Christ's bestowal. And so once again, our guest today is Charlie Harris, the web developer at Worldwide Michael, Technologies. Michael, I, I got to correct you. It's not Worldwide Technologies. It's Worldwide Technology. Worldwide Technology. That's anathema. Anathema. <laughs> anathema sit. Worldwide Technology. I'm so sorry, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, we're just focusing on Charlie's work as a web developer. Don't get it twisted. It's world Worldwide Technology. You got it. Not technologies. So <laughs> so as we conclude today, just thinking about the beauty of community, the beauty of evangelization in a, in a workplace where one might think, how do I evangelize at this workplace? Charlie has formed a good community there. He's spread the gospel. He's set a good example by his own personal witness and his own faith. And so as we come to the third and final segment today, we are going to look at Charlie's practical tips for evangelization. So Charlie, what, what can you say to us, to the listeners today, just about how do we practically evangelize, especially in a situation that's comparable to your workplace? I have just uh, have a few ideas from my own experience, what seemed to work for me, and hopefully it works for other people. But one of the great blessings working at Worldwide Technology is that our owner, our, our founder, is, is a very Christian man. In fact, our, our executive team is full of good Catholic boys from South St. Louis or just soccer boys. And they all have set the tone that, you know, faith is definitely, it's not, can't be totally present in any workplace, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to hide. And we actually do meet a few times for Bible stuff, a small number of us in IT. And that's a great witness. And it kind of carries a tradition that our owner, Dave Stewart, once had the ability to do when the company was a lot smaller. And it's a really cool way to uh, just interact with, you know, people who are of different faiths. It's not all Catholics. It's uh, Catholics and Protestants. And none of us all go to the same church or share all the same beliefs. But, you know, it's great that we can kind of reflect. I even kind of introduced Lexio Divina to the group. And, you know, everybody really likes that. They really like that. And we do some series, you know, just watching some videos online and talking about it. And, you know, it's a great witness. And what's really good is that you don't know if that's a possibility at your own workplace until you ask. And once you find, you know, one or two other people who might share just a little bit of desire for growing their faith and sharing in the workplace, you know, it's probably a great opportunity to maybe even just mention like, hey, what if we just did that? And you don't need any special resources. You just kind of meet. And that's how we've done it. I would also say that, you know, forming relationships, you know, with your coworkers just beyond faith, you know, it's just so important. And, and forming good, solid relationships, even if, you know, people are, you know, kind of kind of getting in your side or probably on, on your case a little too much. You know, there's a great uh, story that St. Therese of Lisieux once said about a, another nun who was just like, you know, always in her face. And she was like, God, what do you want me to do with this person? Do you really want me to just unload on her and get all upset at her? Or are you just asking me to be that much more patient? And, you know, sure enough, patience was what won out the day. And the other nun was eventually on her side. But, you know, it took a while. And you never know what kind of witness you are for your coworkers. And so just always being mindful of God working through you and those relationships. But most importantly, evangelization starts at home. 
And so never be afraid to build up the domestic church, the, the faith of your family, whether you are a parent with kids or, you know, you're, you're the kid and you're trying to, you know, bring the family better, closer to the faith. You know, there's always a lot of, a number of small ways, you know, no, not, nothing even too big. You know, for me and my family, wasn't, we never really did too many regular things like the rosary, for instance, you know, you don't have to go like that. You know, it's just about always supporting each other in our in our faith journey, whatever that means. You know, you never have to do any one particular thing. It's just helping people where they're at and really, you know, helping them take the next right steps. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much for your practical tips, Charlie. Again, so Charlie is a web developer at Worldwide Technology. It's a blessing to have you with us. Charlie, any, any closing remarks? No, it was a great pleasure yeah. being here. Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, yeah, this has been our March production of Word of Mouth, and we'll see you in April. Thanks and God bless.